good people. It's Stretch. It's Stone. We're right outside here, chilling, you know, at the Rockefeller brunch. I'm here in my finest whites, me and Stone looking swaggy P, you know what I'm saying? Swag. Saying out. what's up. Say what's up to the locks, you know what I'm saying? Say what's up to Jay, saying so what Beyonce, you know what I'm saying? You know, we're out here living our best lives, you know. Obviously, why are we here? Doing the catering, you know what I'm saying? A little side <laughs> cash, you know what I'm saying? A little party down, you know what I'm saying? That's you know, that's how that's how we roll, you know what I'm saying? Got to be a boss, you gotta start from the bottom and work your way up, and that's what we're doing. You know what? I will say this. I've snuck into two Grammy parties in LA. It's actually mad easy. Like, like I was surprised that I could just like walk into the party, like and you get there mad early when they're setting up. Just chill, act like you're like you know a part of the crew, and like act like you're important. And you can just like hang out. I hung out with um like uh, Chad Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I bumped into Seal, like fucking Seal. You know. Like all you have to do is literally just like like walk in and like chill, act like you you belong there. Somebody asks you, you say you're like, oh yeah, you know, I know so and so. Like figure out who so and so is, and you're good money. It's the secret to America, man. Act as if, baby. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, we begin a once year tradition. Me and Stone sat down for our notes, pens, pads, DVRs, VCRs, and we watched, recorded, and analyzed Music Nights Out, the Grammys. We did that so you don't have to suffer through that. Bro, I watched the whole way through. The shit ended at midnight. Somehow, I'm still watching the Grammys. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) <laughs> it's this DJ Khaled mixtapes from now on. He's just there. <laughs> Wale's performing on stage. <laughs> I'm like, I thought I was supposed to be boycotting, but I, I, it, I have been captivated. I, I, and I don't know why. Like, I, I, it, it's, I don't think the show is, I mean, I, I think they made improvements. That's not as cheesy as it used to be, but yes. it's still an award show. It's still like the same show they've been doing for like 50 years. And I think maybe because I'm a lover of music, you know, I have friends in the academy. I, I feel oh, like I have to support Flex. flex. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was I was I was very surprised. I was up at, at midnight, like at the very end, watching the Grammys. <sighs> I mean, I mean, the thing is, it's spectacle. And, and I think, you know, no matter how much we hate, there's a certain level of kind of seeing, you know, the big dresses, you know, seeing all these celebs, all these famous people. You have a certain entertainment aspect because of musical performances. So, you know, sadly enough, I'm a sucker for it. But then every day, like the day after, I feel like shit. It's like it's like a bender. It's like it, it seems really good to do those four or five acre shots, <laughs> but you pay for it in the morning. <laughs> Uh, but anyway. uh, I think overall, I would say it's probably one of the better ones over the years. But like you said, it's just really bloated. At the end of the day, you know, the performances weren't as terrible. The people in the audience seemed to be a little bit more into it. You know, Trevor Noah was a, a fine host, I guess, if that's, you know, if, cracking mediocre dad jokes. But uh, the bar is so low that it's not surprising. 
Yeah, I, I, I think again, like they've made the 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 show better. It's not as cheesy. You you're not seeing like you know you two with Led Zeppelin with like you know little Uzi Vert. You know, like you're not seeing like crazy <laughs> ass combinations that make no sense. So in that respect, I think it's it, it's it's mad cool. Um, I th- I think now they have like a black producer, so you can tell it's like there's more blackness in the the whole ceremony. Um, so yeah, like they 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 were able to capture my attention for four hours, which is really hard to do in 2023. So you know, props to them. Um, but we're gonna go in. We have some some topics. We want to like drill down some Grammy moments. Get our hot takes. Why not? This is what you you press play for. We've been doing this now for like what, like four years, five years. We've been doing this for a long ass time. <laughs> we're, 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 we're Grammyologists right about now. <laughs> I know, like like you know the deal. You you expect this. We suffer for this. We suffer for you guys. So you guys suffer for us <laughs> for another hour at least. <laughs> um. All right, so I, I I added some bullet points in no particular order, like you know top Grammy moments. Let's just riff. Let's just go. Um, so the first one is uh, Chris Brown losing to Robert Glasper and not knowing who Robert Glasper is. Yeah, it was uh, you know as opposed to maybe I don't know hitting your boys up complaining privately. He he all hopped on the social media on some like who the fuck is this motherfucker Robert Glasper to which people were just like what uh, yeah I mean it's I, I will say this much if you have to say one thing about Chris Brown he's very consistent <laughs> <laughs> it's just somehow he'll find fi- he'll find a way to be the asshole in the situation I mean um, apparently he reached out to Glasper and apologized and basically said hey bro. We aren't really supposed to be in the same category or kind of covered it up. It seemed genuine, so let me not hate too hard. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's it's interesting to see how, I mean, we could always turn into the old man of the clouds where these young kids don't know what the old generation's doing and whoopity whoop whoop whoop. But, I mean, if you really think about it, Chris Brown has been in the game for probably like 20 years now? True. It's, so it's kind of extra surprising. I could definitely understand, you know, perhaps like, you know, a little baby doing that. I could understand, let's say, you know, a, a really pop focus like a Dua Lipa, but you know, I kind of get that Chris Brown is more focused on, you know, very hip hop, pop crossover type R and B. Where Glasper's is, I won't say more of a traditionalist, but definitely more of a like, you know, normal R and B type dude. But I mean, it's a little bit weird. And also, I think what kind of irked me is the fact of where, you know. Going back to the idea, it's Black People's Night. You know what I'm saying? We've got a black producer. You know what I'm saying? They had Hip Hop 50th. You know, Beyonce was up. You know, for him to kind of start shooting these shots at some random black dude, he should have just, you know, pull, pulled away from that phone for a half second. Yeah. So, so here, here's what I want to say. I feel like I'm going to get canceled for this. But in defense of Chris Brown. Oh, no, no, you can't. God damn it. Podcast over. I, I gotta get where's the beat machine I gotta I know. get all beats from this one I on. know like, like the, 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 the wrap it up like you know the music starts playing <laughs> technical difficulties <laughs> the audio just drowns out suddenly like you're cursing on stage <laughs> Stone we lost you what's, what's happening Stone <laughs> but, but here's what I'm gonna say um, Robert Glasper is not that well known at the end of the day 
Like, like I, I feel like we live in a bubble as, you know, East Coast liberal elites, liberal music uh, elites. <laughs> Chris, Chris Brown's for the people. Chris Brown's America. <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> so I can see the disconnect. The thing that kind of sucks, though, is like there's a picture of Robert Glasper at Chris Brown's. Like Chris Brown did a, like a tribute to Michael Jackson's "Off the Wall," which is the best Michael Jackson album, of course. And Robert Glasper attended Chris Brown's party, so it's like <laughs> that kind of I think made Chris Brown take the L a little bit more, just because like oh shit, like you guys should know each other at least because at, at least you you like you or your people invite Glasper to your 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 damn party. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say I wasn't surprised to see that. Um, I, I'm sure I can ask somebody who's a Chris Brown fan. Hey, who's Robert Glasper? And they were like, who? What? And I'm talking about black people. It is what it is. But it was kind of funny. I, I, I do think that it. one thing I do like about that, that whole thing is like, you know, when you see people kind of like in a, nominating the category and somebody else wins, you're just like Lizzo. Like you're supposed to like clap and be cordial. But deep down yeah. inside, you're like, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's you're right. It's, it's it, it was it was a it was an honest human moment at the end of the day. You know? Yeah. It's just like what the fuck? Yeah. Who is this dude? Yada yada yada. I did XYZ. I mean, the only thing is it kind of reminds me a lot of the the DJ Khaled moment a couple of years ago where Tyler beat him out and he's like, who is this Tyler? I don't see, I don't, it's, it's like getting played in the streets. But then in my mind, I was like, neither is really DJ Khaled if you really think about it. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> you know, but I, it, I mean, I think like it is funny just to kind of see, and again, it's like, I feel like it's in, in defense of Chris Brown. <laughs> it's like, womp, womp. Sometimes you have to be a petty bitch, you know. <laughs> that's that's just human nature. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So going into people who have to basically sit there and take it, Beyonce. Obviously, story of the evening. Dropped a critically acclaimed album, Renaissance. Going on tour. You know, what I'm saying you have basically the, the DOJ called up Ticketmaster on some "Don't fuck these Beyonce tickets up, or we'll murder you all and your families." probably the biggest superstar in the world, you know, up for the fucking Grammys, gonna, you know, potentially break this record of having the most Grammys ever for an artist tying with Quincy Jones. And two things happened. One, she did tie Quincy. She won Best Dance Album. And two, which seems to be a trend, I don't know exactly why. I've got my ideas. But somehow she lost what is generally considered the big record of the night, or sorry, the big record, the big award of the night, album of the year. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a weird thing because, you know, again, Beyonce, like Renaissance was a great album. And I think Beyonce was very intentional about how she went about crafting that album. And, you know... I think it's like a, a very weird kind of thing where it's just like you are the most awarded Grammy nominee, you know, like artist of all time, but it, it feels like it's such a pain for them to give Beyonce like best new album. 
our, our best album. Yeah. <clears throat> like, you know, come the fuck on. And I don't want to feel like, you know, Kanye back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> when Taylor won instead of Beyonce. But, you know, and I don't even think, you know, like Renaissance is the greatest Beyonce album of all time. That's Lemonade. But. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> I think I'll talk about that one. But it's kind of a, it's, it, it's like a weird thing. It's just like, it, it's almost like, you know, somebody scoring the most points, but they're scoring the most points via like, feel like free throws or something like that it's like it's, it's always an asterisk next to that or it's like you score the most points as a player but you never win like the, the the nba finals right it's like a weird kind of like yes we acknowledge you but we want to make sure that the like the quote-unquote top categories are reserved for our people and you know it it, it sucks you know like i i i, I it's the Grammys, and we talk a lot of shit about the Grammys, but I guess you shouldn't be surprised, basically. Yeah, no, it sucks. I think at the end of the day, like I said, it's, it goes back to the idea of our people. And, like, I'm not going to be like, you know, Beyonce is the only artist, you know. The the system does work against white artists, too, at the end of the day, but it, it kind of gets really kind of sad where, you know, the Prestige Awards, Album of the Year, Song of the Year, tend to go to established industry acts that tend to be white men for the most part. And it's kind of depressing because, you know, ideally, and again, we're not fools. You know, we, we know how the game is played. We know X, Y, Z, but it's kind of disheartening where, you know, they know enough to basically see that black art is very popular. It's cool to get invited. It's cool for you to perform, but you're not good enough to get a Grammy. And I know that, uh, the last big artist I know who kind of complained was basically Q-Tip when they had the posthumous Fife album um, and they went on and performed for the Grammys and I know he was obviously very bitter it was just like hey he felt a little used whereas like hey we showed up with the XYZ and we walked away with like the best rap a- album and again I'm not going to call it out I don't know who the nominees were at that time and you know perhaps it might not have been necessarily 100% justified but that's generally been the sentiment of the Grammys we're talking about you know, Fresh Prince, as we all know, the very political Fresh Prince <laughs> himself was boycotting the Grammys or complaining about it way back in like 89. So you look at it and nothing's really changed. I know the Grammys basically try to kind of have a big push towards diversity where they had like, I forget, a couple of hundred new like voters and like in the, in 2018, try to help the, the, with the, you know, help the diversity. And it, and it sucks. And I know some people are going to be like, hey, you know, well, who cares? She's got a whole bunch of Grammy. She's got this. She's got that. And I think people don't understand that generally, at least with a lot of these categories, they're very much like, you know, they're, they're vanity categories. You know, it's it's for the most part, it's like, you know, and you've heard it, like, you know, the best urban alternative, you know, all these really weird niches where it's basically like, hey, you know, we'll give them a Grammy so they get some TV time so that way the record will get X amount of bump because people will watch it, hear the little song clip it and play in the background. At the end of the day, there's still a prestige, uh, still a certain level of like, this guy's a real artiste, she's a real artiste involved. And I think it's fucked up where, you know, it just seems that, you know, you have a lot of black faces you know, on the stage, not really winning the awards. I mean, it's fucked up where, again, how many fucking gospel choirs have we seen on stage over yeah. the fucking years? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you have all these cliches, there's still a very black medium, like, 
pop music, rock and roll in America in general. And it's like, we can't really win it. And here's the thing. I want to be honest with the win, but I would have been mad at Bad Bunny. Like, if we're going to do it by sales, Bad Bunny's the god. Bad Bunny's oh, the Drake. Of course. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, a little sociopolitical. He's somebody who's, you know, has an activist side. He's, he has bops, obviously. You don't get all those huge five bops. Give it to that dude. But it's it still ended up being, and I hate it, fucking Harry Styles. And here's the kicker. The album is perfectly fine. It, it's a perfectly fine album. It, it is actually, yeah. I enjoy the album way more than I admit to. Like it, it's it's really good. Like it's not like you know when Beck put out the album and beat, I think beat Beyonce right. Like it's it, it's like oh this is I could see it being a Grammy album, but it's actually a really good album. But I I think as black people we're just kind of like doesn't matter <laughs> scorched or earth <laughs> you know like like we we like in, until we you know some of our top um, contenders get flowers like like everything is sus right um and it's what it is like 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 i i thought the adele album was not her best but i could have seen it win win right um but again like like you know people of color are constantly being shut out of this this category even with all the quote-unquote things that the recording academy has done to create more diversity um, so until that happens, we're going to hate on everything, <laughs> even if yeah, we no, secretly like like it. <laughs> yeah, and and I think it's again, it's not even the fact of it's at the end of the day you've got Harry, who's somebody where you know reality TV show Simon Cowell, fucking protege. You know, there's a certain lane here which is definitely if we talk about industry plants. Like he is industry plant, and I kind of get it. You know, good looking dude, acting. You know, definitely. I, I don't. Definitely eccentric of the clothing. You know, I, I know there's talk of, about base key wears his dresses, but, you know, I don't know if it's legit. Some people kind of saying it could be a little queer baiting. Who knows? But at the end of the day, you know, you've got this guy where it's very easy to say, well, obviously he deserves to get it because X, Y, Z. But to me, you scratch the surface and you kind of have the same guy who's been winning it, like, <laughs> for yeah. the past, like, 40 years. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. All right, so let, let's uh, move over to Blacker Pastures. Yes. The the tribute to hip-hop. What do you think, Stone? So, look, technical glitches aside, because, you know, all all the bands are great, but, like, they give people two mics <laughs> and turntables, <laughs> and they can't, like, make, make all the, everybody coherent. Uh, you know... It, I mean, it was as great as it could have been for 10 minutes, right? Like, I I, I think people are complaining because, like, oh, so-and-so wasn't there. Why didn't they get so-and-so? But, I mean, they had a lot of people on stage. They had a lot of, like, they tried their hardest to get a very representative section of hip-hop. Um, now, I will say that the the quote unquote old heads were way more I think I, I would say they were just better than like you know <laughs> uh, was it uh, was a uh, who was it who was there so um, 
Huh. Well, Glorilla had to Glorilla, pre-record Hocus Pocus. I thought, like, I thought uh, that wasn't a good look. And I liked what she did, but I was like, oh, damn, boo, you can't write, rap over fucking in your pre-recorded vocals. Yeah, like, it, it, like, 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 Queen, La- like, yeah, so it was Glorilla, uh, Uzi Vert, and Lil Baby. And I feel like all three of them kind of took the L because I, I feel like Queen Latifah coming out, like she looked like she was fucking like it was nineteen ninety. Missy looked like she was like nineteen ninety, you know, like better than nineteen ninety. Like LL Cool J, like surprised the hell out of me. Like every all of the old head rappers, like went like hard, and like the the quote unquote new school. I felt like was a little bit. I, I understand why they had to be there. But I'm kind of like, you guys, uh, you know, you're getting shown out by, like, dudes who are, like, older than I am. Like, dudes yeah. who, like, go to sleep at 930. <laughs> 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 so that's my only beef with it. But outside of that, you know, it's a tribute to hip-hop. It's the Grammys. It's going to be a little, like, you know, kind of hokey. And it's going to be, like, 100 people on stage. But they, they, they did... A really good due diligence in getting as many people as they could from as many regions as they could. So I can't be mad. Yeah, no, I, I think that, like I said, 10 minutes. They did a lot. They did a lot. And, you know, I know the transitions were a little jarring. I felt like some people had the monitors weren't necessarily synced up, so they were a little behind. Um, I mean, for all things considered, I thought it was a fantastic performance. But that said, it kind of... It's very appropriate for the Grammys to basically stuff like fifty years worth of hip hop, like like twenty seminal acts, yeah, and everything else in between commercial breaks for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, and again, like I said, I, I thought Ice T was a good form. Like, you know, like, there's a lot to like. I'm, like. I'm trying not to be negative because it is a lot positive. You know, people going in about the fact of where you know you didn't really have Latifah. People going into the fact of where it kind of skipped pretty much almost all the trap era, which has been basically career defining. You could make the argument that's when hip hop really became more fucking True. commercial, kind of blew up. True. So you know, I, I definitely see all the critiques, but at the end of the day, like they did a lot, so I can't even really be that mad. I mean, for me. If there's anything to kind of say is the fact of like, I know that supposedly they're going to have more hip hop themes and I think they're going to have like a, a hip hop only or a hip hop focused gr- Grammy produced special later in the year. And to be honest with you, I've already heard and you too probably soon enough. I've heard enough things from people in the industry about hip hop's 50th and all these events happening that they're going to go out there and try to capitalize and make money off that hip-hop commercial corpse. I can see it already. I, you, know what it, you know what it is? People like you and I, who kind of grew up in the golden age or post-golden age of hip-hop, are consumers now with disposable income. <laughs> so from a capitalist standpoint, doing, you know, themes around, like, the golden era of hip-hop is, you know, it's gonna, like, be just be bank right like you have uh sir mix a lot doing a checks mix commercial during the grammys uh, i don't know if i could do the the, the the 50th 50th anniversary eddie bauer jeep cherokee fucking <laughs> drop <laughs> <laughs> like you know like like the, it's like the cheesy ass capitalist 
like commercialism of the 50 year hip hop <laughs> years of hip hop is coming. It's like just be warned, be ready for it. <laughs> it's going it's going to come. <laughs> A very special episode of that 90 show basically where <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of want that though. <laughs> Where the kids learn to beatbox is gonna be it's gonna be hilarious. I that actually already. would be really dope. Like like if they can de-age all the rappers and they like like they're on tour in like Wisconsin and they like they, they come into the set like Netflix has the money to do that. Like let let let's do that. I actually want to see that. Like like it's gonna be Oof. terrible, but like again like I'm I'm becoming an old man and the, the nostalgia in me. It's just, you know, it's getting tickled every time I see the shit. Uh, it's killing me. Killing me. Killing my soul. <laughs> but, I mean, like I said, it's it's all things considered, like, it's cool seeing the old heads. You saw fucking Grandmaster Flash out there showing off his man titties. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I mean, um, Cool Herc. No, Cool Herc. It was Grandmaster Flash. Who was fucking, uh-oh. Damn it. Rapper Muscles. His, his nickname is Muscles. Nah. Grandmaster Flash, right? It What's is Grandmaster Cool Herc DJ. Wow, Uh-oh. I'm I'm fucking to- I'm totally failing here. Uh, his nickname was Muscles when he tried to come back. What was his original MC name from back in the days? And like I feel like it was a cri- uh, trivia question, and I failed. It's a tri- you I'm, failed. I'm, fa- I'm failing. I'm failing the. I'm, I'm failing. I'm failing it. There, there's somebody Melly who's Mel. like listening. Yes. Mel. There's somebody who's Damn listening it. to this podcast right now who's screaming. Yeah, goddamn. Screaming at the computer. Like literally screaming. Melly Mel. Like I mean, sad. So, so a quick Reggie trivia. I, I was in the band where where Melly Mel did our intro actually for our little EP. Flex. See. See, there's but but what's the flex? I forgot. Now I'm, I'm now I'll be out here chilling. I'll be outside church fried chicken. Some dude's gonna roll up there, brolic as fuck, and knock me the fuck out for listening to him on the podcast. And inadvertently, <laughs> sorry, Melly Mel. But yeah, long story short, it's cool seeing the old heads get props. Everybody was again. Everybody had like literally 15 seconds of performing. But I think everybody was in really good shape. Like not in some like you know, ages, of, but like, like they were performing, all the sets were really cool. Like I said, the only letdowns were basically like Uzi Vert who just walked out on stage. With, all Uzi Vert basically gave was a haircut. All Little Baby did was basically rap in a circle. And I actually did like Glorilla because at least she had dances that was a little more animated. But unfortunately, again, the pre-recorded vocals kind of sucked. But that said, like, I hope that there's more things like that yeah. as opposed to like, you know, you know, Chuck D Cheeto flavor, you know, limited edition drop. So yeah. we'll see. For sure, for sure. All right, let, 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 let's keep it moving with uh, Jay-Z's five-minute God Did Verse. All right, so here's my thing. I remember when this was hyped up, see? I remember they were like, oh, so-and-so Jay-Z, Jay-Z just destroys this track. And first of all, I was like, DJ Khaled. I was like, highly unlikely. Secondly, is um, I kind of get why... But at the end of the day, I mean, the Emperor wears no clothes. So it's like DJ Khaled is not really a great producer. He doesn't really make great songs. He makes the vaguest idea of party anthems, but not really. I mean, I I do appreciate Jay-Z on that verse. He definitely did really well. He's definitely trying to bring some heat. But that said, it's nothing even compared to what he was doing with like fucking, like, like it's, it's just not, 
like good. You know, at the end of the day, it's 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 him talking and it's him kind of airing out his gripes, which you want to kind of see. But the reason why I think this song fails at the end of the day is the DJ Khaled song. I would like to hear him do that over Premiere beats. I like to hear him do that over, let's say, some Griselda beats. There's a lot of ways to kind of do that. Basically, having this whole long performance of people sitting at a table and eating is just really uninteresting as as an, as somebody watching from at home. I, I thought it was boring as shit, and I kind of get that. You know, Jay Z wanted this to be a statement, but like, how washed do you have to be for that to be having a DJ Khaled record? You know what I'm saying? Wow, I I, I feel the opposite. So, Ooh. I I didn't check this. I I, I don't check any DJ Khaled anything, so I never checked the song. And uh, I think I was like watching Jay Z, and then like you know I was on Twitter because there's still people on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and everybody's like, oh, like cause I I don't I don't think that the streets, which I technically am on the streets until like two days from now, um, was checking <laughs> for like God did. So I know that this was like a part of like like the actual song. And I'm just kind of like, oh shit, like Jay Z is going. Oh shit, he keeps going. Oh shit, he keeps going. I was like, oh, he's still going. And like me yeah. and me and my wife are just like, oh shit. And I think it's like, when was the last time you saw number one Jay Z rapping on TV? Number two, just going for as long as he did. Um, and and I also just feel like. It's not a response to Nas, but I think it is kind of like a, oh, Nas put out, you know, King's Disease 3, which is like him his return to form. And I felt like this was kind of Jay-Z's return to form, right? Like, Jay-Z does not have to do this. He could be like Sir Mix-a-Lot <laughs> and just, rap, you know, rap for like Chex Mix. But he's like, oh, no, I'm going to bring it. And I, and I feel like that's what got me excited about that verse. It's because, like, it's the closest I've seen to Jay-Z actually bringing it and bringing something to the table. Interesting. So I'm going to ask you a question. The Jay Electronica record a couple of years ago, what do you think of that? I thought I, I thought Jay's verses were lazy. Really? Yeah. I, I thought they were good, but I thought they were bitter. I, I, it's, it was weird seeing Jay-Z kind of rhyme, but I can't even say weird. I, th- I think it was interesting. It was it was it was interesting to hear Jay Z rhyme as if he's defending himself, you know, defending the Super Bowl stuff, defending X Y Z, defending capitalism. <laughs> like you felt him behind the eight ball in a way I don't think you've felt since like Super Ugly. If that makes any word sense, yeah. Which I'm not gonna say necessarily bred like good verses per se, like high top tier Jay Z verses. But it was also a different, an interesting kind of like I said, he was rapping from a place he does not normally rap from. Again, like I said, is I'm not disparaging the technicality of the verse. It's just that, you know, at the end of the day, and I, I think that's what's kind of interesting with Nas, is Nas seems to be having fun rapping. I don't know if Jay's having fun rapping nowadays. And I think that's the big difference between both of them. And that's the thing. Like I, I feel like I agree with you, but last night it felt like he was having fun. Feel like he mm. did have like an extra energy, and I feel like for the past like five or so years, I I haven't seen that energy from Jay Z, you know. Mm. So, um, and so I think everything that you said is valid. I just think that like last night there was a spark there I haven't seen in a long time. 
Mm, I think it could be because it was past my bedtime. That was definitely me snoozing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Midnight got watching goddamn TV. Get out of here. Uh, what else? I, I guess the, the 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 most viral moment it looks like was uh, the Illuminati won last night. You know what I'm saying? Despite Jay Z, despite Beyonce being in the house, they have two new members of the Illuminati. You know what I'm saying? Queer members. You know what I'm saying? Out here, sporting devilment, devil tree. The devil. The devil. The devil won the a Grammy last night. The devil won a Grammy last night, dressed in some of the worst costumes I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> it was like watching like WandaVision, but like a bootleg version of it. You know what I'm saying? Damn, son. It was uh, Sam Smith, Kim Petraeus. Um, I will say this much. That's probably the best Old Navy commercial song I've heard in years. <laughs> the, the devil works for Old Navy. Um, the devil works for... It's, it's, it goes in a way like it's better than it has any right to be, but it's objectively not a good song. I mean, it, it, you know, I, I think what it is, it's like, it's kind of like... I don't even say it's like deep 808s, but it's just kind of like it has like a depth to it, like Katy Perry's Dark Horse, right? Where it's just like yes. there's like a head nod, like, you know, motion to it. So I was on Black Twitter and Black Twitter is like, oh, shit, the song snaps, like like slaps. And I was like, I agree. Like, I I listened to it, but I'm like, ah, you know, and then like I was influenced by my, my Black Twitter friends. I'm like, oh, shit, this, this slaps. I actually kind of want somebody to rap over it, you know. So it's got the orchestral thing; it builds. It's yeah, da, 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 da. yeah. yeah. It got, it's, I, I, I respect it. At the same time, you know what it is. When I hear that song, what does it makes me think of? It makes me think of five dollar beers. It makes me think of cheap wings. It makes me think of gastropub slash club where you have the DJ come. He's playing a little Nelly. You know what I'm saying? Playing a little Rihanna, you know, say so we found love, you know, maybe it might dip a little bit into some Britney Spears, you know what I'm saying? The cheap beer is flowing, water down beer is flowing, and then that song comes on. You glance across the bar, you see, I don't know, what do you see? You see it, you see a drunk 45 year old divorcee, yeah, you know the type. You lock in eyes, and then you turn around and throw up in the corner. That's what I hear when I hear that song. I I, I feel like it's a complete opposite. It's it's the devil, man. It's it's like it's <laughs> you you fall off you fall off swipey for the same. Like 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 I, I I feel like I'm in some S and M dungeon, you know, and it's just like that and like wonderful Christmas time by like fucking uh, it's like you know. Uh, oh anyway, uh, you know, look, shouts to Sam Smith. Sam Smith is still out here, like. Shit, was it? I forgot who was it. Was it defunct? Like somebody was just like, Sam Smith decided to like stop making mid-level soul songs (laughs) (laughs) and put some a weights behind them. You can't. It's 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 without the disclosure boards, he's lost. You know, like 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 you know, like look, you found a formula. Not mad. Uh, Kim Petras Petras. Uh, first openly transgender person to win a Grammy. That's awesome. That's progress. You know, not mad. Great speech. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's just like so funny that like, like everybody in my Twitter feed was like, 
yo, this song slaps. You know, so I, I, I need who who would be good on the remix on that? I mean, it's only it's only one person, Lil Nas X. I, you know, I, I, I need I, I that actually should be. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. I'm pretty like, sure he's making that phone call right about now. He's he's, bro, he's in the studio. You already had like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Tel- Ted Cruz like go at the song. Like adding Lil Nas X is like what America needs right now. Yeah, he, it, it's it would it would just be like Mwah, the final cherry on top. <laughs> uh, mm. All right, so let's keep um, it moving. So the, our favorite topic, the in memoriam, ah, in memoriam. I always kill this word, but uh, in memoriam. Um, I will say this much: watching it, I thought they did a better job than usual until I realized they forgot Gangsta Boo. And and again, not surprising they forgot some other names also. But in particular, I was like, God damn, Gangsta Boo, like like. 3-6 Mafia was definitely, you know, the, the Academy Award winning, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This, this is a ball you shouldn't have dropped. Um, overall, though, I, I think as a performance, it was fine. I thought it was touching. I thought, you know, Quavo being there was good. I know apparently the rumor is that Offset was in the backstage and wouldn't kind of get up front. If that's the case, that sucks. I think that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, whatever the beef is, you know, somebody's dead. Somebody like that's literally family. So, you know, I, I think it should be settled and I think they should have kinda of came on stage. I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping it's just some fake TMZ shit. But um but yeah, no, it was touching. And I and I think that uh what's kinda of cool is the fact that even though you've got, you know, again, let's let's not get it twisted, Grammy definitely has a, a very specific audience in mind when they have these shows. But I thought it was like a poignant moment to kinda of have, you know, offset on there and kinda of like, you know, shouting out his brother. Yeah, no, I, I I think it's like one of those things too. When I'm reading all these like uh, things about like the heated backstage, you know, like beef or whatever, um, which which look, everybody's human, right? Like you know, I could see why somebody you know like Offset is like, why are you doing this for the Grammys, which is not like our people, right? Yeah. Um. So I I, I could I, I could kind of see that, right? Um, I, I will say that I thought, like, I guess divorcing it from, like, that moment and, and whatever, I thought it was, like, a really good, um, you know, I guess, like, remem- remembrance, right? I, I feel like those in-memoriams are very kind of, like, you know, I mean, it's always, like, the same thing. It's been the same thing for, like, 50 years, and... Unfortunately, you know, we had to have this because we had to have kind of quote unquote the hip hop take. But I, I thought it was it was done fairly tastefully in terms of just like and, and I also feel like, you know, uh Quavo's remembrance was like was just like completely on point. So, um, you know, and it's a very hard thing to do. You know, even, you know, again, divorcing it from like should you do it or not, or should you do it for like the Grammys versus like B E T awards or like you know, should you even do this in private? It's a very hard thing to do to get up there and talk about your friend and like write a verse about your friend. So um, I thought it was good. I thought it was poignant. Um, was it you know performative or whatever? I think that's up for debate. But you know, removing it from that, I thought it was like a really um, good tribute. 
You know, same. It's it's, it's like I said, it, it was moving. And at the end of the day, it's, you know, sadly enough, there's always a segment of people who've died and who passed. But I, I thought they did an admirable job. As usual, they missed some names. They missed an important name. But at least, you know, like, like I guess hip-hop had its own little segment. Because usually, if you think about it, they usually kind of like, you know, I don't remember DMX getting anything like that. You know what I'm saying? So I think as far as that's concerned, it's pretty cool. They kind of at least snuck that in there. Um, I'll take this one. My favorite. Now, everybody was a loser. As you all know, I am the number one wet leg fan out there. You know what I'm saying? I was watching with bated breath. You know what I'm saying? Just sitting there holding my, my wet leg record in my hand, clutching it, and the girls brought it home. You know what I'm saying? My favorite part of the night was watching everybody on Twitter say, who the fuck is wet leg? <laughs> uh, I mean, again, been very interesting band. Uh, as you... As if you longtime listeners know, me, me and me, I think is the only conspiracy theory me and Stone actively celebrate is the fact that Wet Leg is 100% industry plant bands. 100%. I've never seen such a runway to success ever planted out. Perfect marketing, you know what I'm saying? Whoever, whoever ran that campaign, props to you out there. Um, yeah, I mean, what can I say? At the end of the day, it's kind of interesting to kind of see like this band kind of go, you know, and have this runway. And again, I'll see this as a fan. The album was solid, but it's very hard for me to believe that there weren't better alternative records out there. <laughs> you know, dry, you know, dry cleaning. There's a lot of really good, and particularly in the UK, there's a lot of great bands that are happening. A lot of interesting black MIDI. There's a lot of crazy things happening out there. And again, I respect what leg like, they've got this really solid, like alternative pop thing that, you know, you, you Breeders, Elastica, you know, early Foo Fighters, you know, they've got that science down to a fucking, they got it down to a science, but whew, very, very interesting to see my, my girls blow up, you know what I'm saying? And that's all I have to say on that one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just so funny because, again, we predicted this, you know, we we're like, oh, like the like industry plants. And, and, and look, I, I, I know people who have like, hung out with them before like whatever like they, they seem like really nice girls also just amazed at what what's happening but you also have to acknowledge like the privilege right like you have to, have to acknowledge you know again like two white girls british you know like doing kind of throwback 90s music it's like the trifecta of a lot of different things so it's not surprising that they won two grammys um, and I think the album is actually pretty good. Like, you know, I remember yeah, I, I wanted to hate the album and the album is actually, you know, it's not bad. And they're in a category that's, I think, devoid of a lot of popular and, you know, like art, you know, there's a lot of artists making quote unquote alternative, but that category has been dead for, for a long time. So I guess I'm not surprised by that, but the execution of the industry plantness, I think. Basically, a year Mwah. ago, we had no idea who these girls were, and now they're Grammy winners. Like the, the alignment of PR and media and label is just perfectly executed. <laughs> Masterclass. <laughs> they better have shouted out their management. They better have shouted out their PR. They better, it was just mwah. so you know, shouts to them. 
I, you know, they beat out Arctic Monkeys, Florence and the Machine, Arcade Fire, and the Yeah Yeah Yes. Which that album was actually pretty dope too. I I love that Yeah Yeah Yes album actually. Yeah, solid. Yeah, good good return form. Yeah. So like like they beat out all of the heavy hitters (laughs) in the category. (laughs) You know, it's it's like the New Orleans Pelicans winning the fucking like you know. the finals you know being like the warriors or some shit like that like you know uh i i I cannot be mad i i can only stand at this point i can only stand (laughs) Uh, and it's to take us off the ledge of 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 playful hate samara joy um best new artist black jazz singer very traditionalist think anna james um i've actually seen her um I am not mad at all. I mean, the thing is kind of interesting is the fact of where relatively young career, very hyper-focused on a very specific jazz sound, kind of brought it home. She's the kind of act I think years ago would have been Grammy catnip, but it felt a little different this time. It felt like it was actually earned, if that makes any weird sense. You know, generally it feels like the Grammys will kind of go like, oh, we have a jazz category. We'll give it to Whitney Marsalis because they've got a very specific idea of what's quote-unquote real music. I think Samara Joy kind of fits that quote unquote like category, but in this case, it's actually fucking earned. I mean, she's doing something where, you know, that idea of a young artist doing a kind of throwback, almost pure jazz is kind of cool to kind of see. And so I was kind of happy to see her win, you know, like not to be funny. It's, it's, I hate to say it. You could make an argument. It was a pretty rough night for black women. And I think she was probably the shining light out of all of it. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, I think I was, I guess, like, you know, put in context, I'm not surprised. Like, like a lot of people are comparing this to Esperanza Spalding and her win and kind of coming out of nowhere. And it's like you kind of have, like, somebody who is, quote, unquote, a traditionalist. And at the end of the day, you know, the Grammys are, like, you know, no matter how many times you could, like, you know, say diversity and, like, have, like, a person of color that's, like, you know, the, the president CEO, it's a lot of old, old white men. Um, and a lot of people who remember like the the industry when it was right, and um, it, when you have somebody who's like a kind of a traditionalist, you know, I and so many artists in this category. I've never seen so many artists in like the best new artist uh, category. A lot of times, like votes can cancel each other out. Um, so, um, but having that said, a worthy recipient and like somebody who I really hope you know, is able to catapult into the next stratosphere. Like, I don't think a lot of people know who Samara Joy is. And, you know, I I, I want this to be kind of like a, a stepping stone for her. Um, and, you know, saying Grammy winner on your bio is huge. There's a lot of artists, lot of artists I know who, like, like the amount of doors that are open to you is 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 like super huge and, and and super important for their careers so i really hope that for for samara joy i'm glad she won over wet leg <laughs> <laughs> you know real talk um but um but yeah and and also domi and, and jd beck glad that happened too um so uh but no just really really happy for her and um it was a very surprising moment last night. Yep, yeah, and, and I think what I love about the allegory to Esperanza Spalding is you saw what she's done since then. She's somebody where she could easily just kind of, you know, 
dutifully show up, drop these like, you know, pure jazz albums, do X, Y, Z. But her career has taken a lot of weird, interesting turns. You know, she had that whole, it was it Emily? She had the whole alternate persona where it was more like rock and prog rock fusion. Yeah. Like, like Esperanza Spaulding's taking that, you know, that kudos she got and it's kind of trying to push jazz and music forward. And it's what's cool about it is the fact of where, you know, Samara Joy, by what she does, by what she plays, you know, we'll see her in Carnegie Hall. Like, her bag is somewhat secure. You know, she may not be out here with the private jets, but by, you know, an artist in that kind of genre winning this kind of award is huge. True. So she's somebody where she's going to be paid for a very long time. And I think what's cool about it is that she's somebody that's still young. She's somebody that's still young. And what I liked about her was the fact of where she was playing Newport Jazz Festival. And I remember we sat, you know, we went to go see it, yada, yada, yada. And we sat in the lawn, and we sat in the lawn, and I think it was Glasper was playing, but I forget, but you kind of see that, oh, yeah, she's a fan. Like, she's not just some, like, asshole snob somewhere else. She sat on a little dirty-ass bench of her family that was there, sit back and chilled and watched the rest of the jazz, and was clapping and enjoying herself. And, and I think that it's cool to kind of see an artist where, again, it's very easy to kind of fall into the trap of, you know, I am an artiste and have that fucking ego about it. And what was cool about Esperanza and it's cool about, it looks like hopefully with Samara Joy is the fact of where it's very easy to fall into those traps, but like, you know, Esperanza's made a go at it where she's done, she's got a fascinating career and she's got fucking decades ahead of her. And then Samara is even much younger. So it's going to be cool to kind of see these artists kind of grow and where they go. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? She might drop a, you know, operatic trap album in like fucking five years. As she should. Why not? As she should. Why not? <laughs> That's, I, I, in my mind, I can't think of it working, but I'm Props to her. I, hope she I mean, Zaytoven, yeah. Zaytoven would be perfect for that. Like, like oh, like the dude. How about this? <laughs> Zayt, the new Lucy Pearl, Zaytoven, Gucci, and fucking Samara Joy. Word, word, and and then they'll they'll have like wet leg on there, you know, just just to to cover all the bases. <laughs> You know, you this, gotta this, hit all the playlists. This is a 2023 Grammy Jam for next year's awards. <laughs> and Chris Stapleton, Chris Stapleton got around. Bro, out. bro, I, I, I was to say, like, he killed that guitar. Like he, he did. Like, like I was, re- yeah. <laughs> and and I have to be a little hater, right? Stevie Wonder is probably, as far as musicianship, like forgetting about his voice one of the most like like talented musicians on the planet full stop but it had him playing that little basically it felt like a little controller it's like yeah. a little keyboard thing he was playing it at yeah and i was like how are you gonna give him the bootleg ass daft punk keyboard casio keyboard yeah <laughs> also wanye morris's kids like the little kids they're doing the backup on that the whole oh, thing. Oh shit, I did not know that. Yeah, that was actually one of those those moments I would say, like like one of those Grammy mashup moments that actually worked. Right? Yeah, no, it was good. Like 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 yeah. Wanya Morris's kids, Stevie Wonder, and then like Chris Tableton like like going off on the guitar, like like I like I, I actually was I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. Like <laughs> it felt organic. It, it, I yeah. can imagine, oddly enough, Chris Stapleton like, "Yo, I want, I want me solo over Stevie. I got, I got this." <laughs> <laughs> Although my wife is like, "We don't know too much about that dude. Like, like he, you know, like who did he vote oh, for in the last election?" Oh, that's a good one. That's a you good know. one. But he, it feels like he's the go-to dude, though. Like I feel like Chris Stapleton's one of the guys where it's like, "That's the country dude." It's like I, I gotta put, you know, if, if I'm. 
you know, driving my Uber around. It's like, I want to hear some country music. I'll put in that fucking Chris Stapleton. I feel like, you know, I'm hoping. I'm hoping he's on a problematic fave. I know, because, I mean, like, Tennessee Whiskey is, like, I mean, probably one of the best R&B songs in the past 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if y'all cancel saying, me for that. But, like, that, that's real I'm talk. Saying, maybe, you know... Chris is out here, you know what I'm saying? Dating exclusively black women, you know what I'm saying? Chill, he, he comes home, takes a little hat off, put on the, puts on the Yankee fitted, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's got, he's got, he's got some mixtapes out there, alter ego style, you know what I'm saying? Who knows? Who knows? You know, he's just Post Malone. Like, <laughs> he's on his Post Malone, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> ah, and on that note, Thank y'all for listening. We wrapped up the Grammys. You know what I'm saying? Hove did that so you don't have to go through that. Four hours of our lives are wasted. Four mm. hours of black people's lives. That's like that's like 12 hours of white person's lives. You know what I'm saying? That's like we lost a lot of life covering that we, shit. We lost a lot of life for, for y'all, for the people. For like, the people. And again, we've been doing this like four or five years now. So like multiply that. <laughs> Exponential hours of our lives have been lost <laughs> we had to create notes today like like lots of lives <laughs> like years lost of, of her lives <laughs> do, do you know how it hurts our souls we have to actually sit there in front of a keyboard and type in the words Chris Brown <laughs> <laughs> the algorithm Ooh. now is like oh you, you, you like Chris Brown now more years <laughs> lost <laughs> But as usual, we love y'all. Thanks for listening. We're just joking. We love doing this for you because you're the people and we love you guys. You're the best. Seriously. Stay safe. Stay woke. And we'll speak to y'all next week. Peace. Peace.